tuned in to the best damn podcast in the gaming industry trademark 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 let's go if we're keeping it a buck this is like the 10 time we're fucking recording this because i keep fucking it up (laughs) and so (laughs) so for lack of a better transition we're just gonna jump right into this so i don't like fuck it up an 11th time because we will god be up at like five in the morning it's like 11 and so it's not a scheduled day today, so we're just running. We're running right into it, and you already know where we begin at. That's right. It's the plug walk, and we can start off on on the top with a couple of those social channels. Find us on Twitter at People Like Games, or find Lilo over there at Lilo PLG. You can also check out the subreddit, which is finally live, and we'll start being uh, more consistently updated with content over at r backslash people like games and if you like the show if you're new to the show or if you have a friend that doesn't know about the show you can tell them to find us over on itunes google play spotify soundcloud anchor and Basically everywhere you can find fucking podcasts to be the sum of it all. Except and title. except for title. We're gonna get there eventually. Just ask Spotify. We got there. We always get True. there. And without much further ado, I'm going to kick it over to Lilo for a little bit of The Talk. Talk is the table of contents. And it's pretty short. We're just gonna run down what we're gonna do this week. This week, we got two segments for you. We're keeping it short and simple because we realized last week was actually fucking sweet and we enjoyed doing smaller segments. We could focus on more things. So we're going to be rolling with the quick scope and that's where we give you the highlights of the industry for the past week. Any news that has come out, business news, gaming news, just things we should know about the gaming industry or rather we want you to know about the gaming industry. We'll let you know. And then we're going to wrap it up with the final lap. And at the request of many 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 listeners we've actually instilled a new thing today where um we will be putting in a timer so that solo's ramblings do not go on for years and the final cut to 15 minutes i will not be in charge of that timer because if we're going to keep it (laughs) he's not gonna remember i would just not remember I would just forget 100%. That's true. That's true. So, uh, yeah, there'll be a 15 minute timer. We're going to be doing some speculation about the future of the gaming industry, and we'll get more into that a little bit later. So, on this week, the 10th, sorry, sorry, the 17th of October. Yeah, we come will on. Begin. Well, I was going to say the 10th month, but then I kind of like lost my train of thought. Either way, well, 17th that's a of fair October. Point as well. Let's do it. Roll into the quick scope. And unfortunately, we're going to start out with some somber news because we got to bring it down before we bring it up. If you hadn't known or you hadn't seen the news, um, Paul Allen, who was a co founder of Microsoft, has passed away at the age of 65. 
we're bringing him up because you know he created Microsoft, Microsoft created Xbox. He relates to gaming, if not um, you know by association, and he is the original businessman, technology technologist jesus that was a terrible way of saying that philanthropist and i wanted to say playboy kind of the same way iron man was but he, he wasn't really a playboy um he no, passed he, away i mean <laughs> he, was he, 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 he he was more of a uh he was, he was an interesting character he basically set up the modern seattle if you're at all familiar with yeah, it yeah, if yeah. you're not be sure to look into the story about how microsoft and amazon have sort of set up in the city and so he's like one of the architects of modern seattle he's also the owner of the portland trailblazers True. and so you know pretty much staple in a, in, in a lot of different areas uh you know so it's a passing of a titan that's for sure dude and he so, made his mark and hodgkin's lymphoma is what he uh or non-Hodgkin's lymphoma was what he passed away from or with complications from. So, rest in peace, Paul Allen. Your notable contributions are felt across the world, Microsoft being the biggest software company in the world. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, so. basically. Basically. And uh, so uh, now let's uh, get into a little bit of that gaming news, starting off news. with... GTA 5 and you know what type of news this is this is the news that ends up getting me in my jollies uh, and that is a GTA lawsuit and I love lawsuits it's always interesting because they oh always God. end up sending cross-reference precedents and it's all about this all about that Always. And uh, also because, uh, interestingly enough, and, you know, we're going to find, for Lilo's sake, a little bit of data next week to follow this up <laughs> after a little research. I feel like gaming companies have become a bit more aggressive in the way that they're going after some of these cheaters. So the reason I say Fair. this is that an Australian federal court ended up approving a search and seizure order against the creators of a quote-unquote infamous cheat in Grand Theft Auto 5. And so I don't know exactly what the cheat was in. I probably should have double-checked that before jumping into this. But in essence, they allowed the uh, home to be raided, and that allowed the uh, officials to identify, copy, and remove any physical or digital documents related to the infamous cheat. Uh, it's interesting because... Take Two also ended up winning a court case earlier this year against a guy named David Zipper, uh, which was about him being able to sell GTA Online cheat software uh, for profit. And this will be a topic we're going to get into a little later in Quickscope as well. Leela, what do you think? I know it's a speculation, but doesn't it feel like gaming companies are getting a bit aggressive in the legal realm? Interesting, because... I think it okay I, by volume yes because there are more gaming companies more gaming industries gaming is much bigger now than it has or ever has been or at least far-reaching right because of the digital age however i will say at the same time i think it just might be saturation bias in terms of we actually get the news now we can research everything. We have search engines. Whereas when gaming started in the 1980s, there's no real internet that people started. I guarantee you there's a shit ton of lawsuits for the amount of companies that are out. AKA we talk about, or rather we're gonna cover next week how Nintendo was vicious, 
vicious in its contracts and how it dominates the industry. I don't think it's ever not been a part of business, right? Mm-hmm. Business is all about that. I just think we know more about it now because we have access to the information. Whereas before in the past, proportionately, it might be the same. And that's something, like you said, mm. we should research. Fair, you know? fair, fair, fair. All right, Emma. We're going we're gonna to follow up on that point. but um, It's going to be hard to research, but yeah, we, we should try to do which something. Which is why we're going to assume and give the benefit of the doubt to my opinion because I'm usually right. Yes, so. yes. I like how that works. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to pause into that one. I want to say that I'm one. right, so... Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I'm usually right, so by, by statistics uh, that I'm aware of, I could be right again. Right, but. by my own thoughts, I have been uh, corroborated with, yes, we're good. Exactly, right. exactly. I, I spoke to myself. I found an expert. Okay, <laughs> right, whatever. Let's move on. Um, the next topic is actually pretty interesting because it's something we've covered at length before. Specifically, it is about Discord and how, you know, we told you about episode 33, we covered Discord and it's raising funds valued at over a couple billion dollars, or rather $1.65 billion, so it's almost a couple billion. In episode 42, we covered how Discord responded to Steam's challenge, aka Steam had released a new patch and update that allowed for voice chats and communications with the community, similar to what Discord had done at the time. And Discord responded in kind by releasing a games tab and showing all the video games that friends are currently playing and how you can join them and all that stuff. So it's pretty interesting. Uh, episode 46, we covered Discord selling indie games in Canada. And we're following up with that. So in episode 54, we'll be covering how Discord is going full beta internationally. We talked about how Discord is getting into selling games and they're going to have a lot of games and a lot of first releases on Discord. Well, that is officially debuting across the nation because it was only in Canada for only approximately like 50,000 users. And now it's out in the world if you go on Discord right now. Sol and I saw it as soon as we hopped on Discord before this uh, episode. You can you can fucking buy games on Discord now. <laughs> Holy shit. So it's it's getting real. Clearly the beta is going well and they can roll it out everywhere. I don't even know. Like what do you think? You have any thoughts about this? Uh I think, you know, it, it still relates back to I'm curious how this goes as a move for uh Discord because it is a sort of new venture. They yeah. don't really have any history in this department. So competition is good though. A competition's great, and so it's um, if if firmly established, it would definitively sort of pivot away itself away from a comparison to Twitch and become very much its own sort of unique thing. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm going to test it out a little bit. Um, we'll both we, test it out. Yeah, test it out the a little games, bit, man. Just see what indies yeah. they got for release. See if there's anything good yeah. that you want. That's Just pretty much it. make it comparative and see if there's anything different about it versus uh, a couple of the other markets, which, uh, you know, that's curious, which hopefully they don't make stupid moves like Nintendo and do rotating demos so not everyone can play Octopath Traveler. ridiculous? <laughs> stupid, we found that out so. yesterday. I was telling Solo to download Octopath the Traveler just because I, I played it and... The graphics are insane. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out, at least some gameplay videos. And I was like, oh yeah, I downloaded the demo solo. You should be able to check it out. He goes to download it, tells me he can't. I'm like, you're a fucking liar. I know you can. I look it up. You cannot download that shit. Rotating demos. Why the fuck would you do that? Let anyone test drive any game, therefore that they will buy the game. If anything, that's like better. Better for the gaming industry. 
Exactly. And that is going to be pretty much what, if not similar, actually not exactly alike, but very similar to it. And it pivots over to our next story, which is Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, (laughs) And that's maybe not trying it before buying it, but downloading it before playing it. And everyone knows uh, as uh, games today end up having major release patches, as we covered just last week with the Black Ops ending up having a, a 50 gigabyte patch in their game, absurd. which takes forever, which you download the game, then the patch afterwards. So that's sort of a long no, time so if you may not game, have the, the best way? internet not connection. Topic, but how was that game? I have not played it yet. <laughs> I know, I know. I opened it. I opened it and I installed it. Let's be honest. Okay. In case you don't know what I'm talking about, he bought it day one, literally on release night. And has yet to open it yet. Or rather, yeah, yeah, he has no. opened it, has yet to play it yet. Like, what the fuck? You know it. You know it. The, like, solo, the solo review is a very anticipated... Slow and steady. I'm, I'm, I'm like a tortoise, man. I'm just... I get there. I saw a video of a tortoise eating a watermelon. I'm hesitant. There but then go. I chomp into it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you have not seen that video, go watch it. But Red Dead Redemption 2 will start... Uh, <clears throat> arriving on consoles and basically you're going to be allowed to download the game uh prior to its release all 110 Um, gigs all 110 gigs which is ridiculous to be frankly honest but uh it i think what stands out to me the most is that i hope this becomes a precedent moving forward i think this is a great idea i think they Actually, I want to say it should, but I think only Rockstar has the technology to be able to lock the game until it's actually Time available. Out. That's that's completely false. However, I think Rockstar has the manpower to release the game a little bit early, whereas other people are like, you know, well, that's even if you have CDs, it has to be out by now. Either way, I don't uh, know. They can lock hundred games. hour work week, so hurt that. But Either what way, can you do? You download it? Are you getting it for PS4 or Xbox? I think I'm gonna get it for PS4. Dude, you be... gotta go Xbox so we can play online. Just saying. I still we, don't know which both. online is better. I don't. You have online for both. I forgot about that. See, I do, I do not. Have I only have it for Xbox. Yeah, I don't. I, I I cannot understand the point of having a console without having it online. Like, tell. I bet you one eight trace didn't know that you didn't have PSN until now, and so I hope when he hears this episode, he just texts you angrily and is like, "What is the point of having the console then?" The you can't point like, of download updates is to play and shit. Player games, man. God of War. You, yeah, but Shadow there's still Colossus. updates in the games. Spider Man. Whatever. Colossus. Whatever. I get it. Whatever. Right. Whatever. So if you want to but... get Red Dead, download it now. Preload it now, rather, and play the twenty seventh. Yeah. And other companies do this shit too, because no one likes to like sit down once they're excited to play a game as it releases, and then sit and wait for three hours for that shit to download. Honestly, you know what's really funny? I bet you they still have a game day patch. I bet you they oh, 100%. do. hundred percent. Because they have to, they have to for the CDs they've already sent out. Because the CDs are clearly already in production and have been shipped. They have to have a day one patch. But mm, we digress. Facts. All right, let's go on to another company that has experienced. A shit ton of sales too and is coming back into the limelight the same way rockstar is because of red dead 2 sega 
has been popping off, if you didn't know that, um, in recent months, I guess you'd say. And it's due, they say, to strong localization and the ability of those companies to advertise the Japanese games in the Western market. What am I talking about? Well, Sega has released statistics about Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, and Persona 5. Essentially, for Yakuza 6, they sold as many games in the United States, or rather in the United States and Europe, as they did in Japan, when it's usually, or in the past, have been primarily Japanese sales. And then Persona 5 apparently sold double the amount in the Western world other than Japan. So you think about Persona 5, if you've never heard of it, like it's very anime heavy, that kind of graphic style, right? And obviously the combat, all of that is just, it's a very Japanese fighter type game, but it's adventure and whatever. Sega is showing that the Western world is interested in Japanese games, but they're also very understanding of why that is. And that's because they have these other studios, yeah, in Japan that, sorry, other studios in the United States that take the work and dub it, dub it and switch it over and make sure that it's compatible with English speaking markets, essentially. So they bought a company called Arturo and... They credit them because they're like, holy shit, they were able to dub our games and release them within several months of us releasing in Japan and to great success and advertise them successfully. So they're making some money, man. Making some money. Localization it's, is huge. It's always crazy to remember sort of how small the Japanese market actually is in comparison to their sort of effect on the larger market as a whole, you know what I mean? Talking about like how Nintendo has dominated the world <laughs> over, that kind of thing? Well, even oh, like, Sony? yeah, exactly, where, you know, even now with Sony, you they, they've had a focus on Japanese markets and just even small gains in Western markets ends up increasing their sales so much. And it's just sort of interesting to see that that sort of content's now being consumed by everybody westerners as well yeah exactly so it's expanding as we said many times on the show uh there's going to be records continually broken because the amount of people who are playing games is just increasing so the baseline number is always going to be larger yep yep, yep. Records anyway broken. uh jumping into a story that probably should have been t- attached to uh the story i was mentioning before uh with the GTA 5 lawsuit, but this one is in regards to your favorite Battle Royale, Black Ops 4. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think this one more so deserves uh, the Hadouken because Hadouken! this is Hadouken! epic going Hadouken! after people again. And as sure. we know, because we covered <clears throat> on the show, uh, I forget which episode. I know episode 21, we had covered that the Twitch ended up going after uh, the creators of a bot that gave streamers views uh, because obviously Twitch would end up having to pay out. And then they ended up going after two cheaters uh, for hacking in Fortnite, which was one, which was a 14-year-old boy, which I think we touched on again last week. They are going to be filing another legal complaint again in North Carolina. If I'm going to be honest, I think I'm going to look into why they keep applying or why they keep filing. Are they, is Epic based in North Carolina? 
I'm going to find all this shit out. Right. I think they are a North Carolina partially based company. Um, sure. But Just they that out are there accusing. That's some BS. That's not true. I bet you. Let's see. I'm going to just double check this now just to silence Lilo. Sure, sure. Boom. Cary, North Carolina is their headquarters. So which of my balls do you want to apologize to? None. Neither. Ball. Boom. You say a lot yeah. of random stuff. You my can, speculations right are always right. You're going to be there right 1% of the time. Is there a way? Wait, wait, wait. Hit him. Hit him. Hit him. Boom. And now, just to it's close terrible. it off, game. I'm sorry to whoever was listening to that. That was probably loud as fuck because they didn't fix the sound. My bad, but whatever. Anyway, this back to our story. Will not stand, man. Uh, and right back to you, my good friend. No, because but it's a big deal. I know. It's not fun. Oh, exactly. It's beautiful. You have to go back to the episode for mine. But, That's bullshit. Uh, Epic Games is suing two actual YouTube streamers. One, Golden Mods, and uh, the other, Eccentric. Colton Conter and Brandon Lucas for copyright infringement, breach of contract, and torturous interference by uh, due to injecting unauthorized cheat software into the copyright protected code of Fortnite. That's basically the, the wording of the lawsuit at the moment. Uh, and the reason is that during some of their streams, they basically promote websites where they sell similar cheats for profit. And so that one is a little bit of a uh, open and shut case uh, for them. But Wait, wait, I got this. Ready? You got it? Back, 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 gone. Uh, That's because that shit's gone. It's out of here. It's open shut. You you gotta get the complete one. It didn't go to gone. Oh, well, that's true. You mean game? Just saying game? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll end it next time. I got you, I got you. And so the... it's pretty crazy. Epic Games definitely want someone who's been in the news. Between Epic, Take Two, uh, Sony last week, we mentioned suing a man over a jailbroken PS4, Nintendo suing companies over uh, emulators and ROM websites, and, you know, PUBG had tried suing Epic Games. Like everyone, you know what I'm saying? Like, everyone's yeah. just hitting the courts, and I, it just feels very heavy at the moment but what can you do what can you do dude you know what else feels heavy i bet you the rockstar employees feel like their lives are feeling pretty heavy right now why you want to know why because these motherfuckers are working a hundred hour weeks they've been working a hundred hour weeks for the past couple weeks and are going to continue doing that until red dead 2 gets released october 27th yeah i flowed that into something else it's just Kind of fits yeah, perfectly. but I that's wild to me. Right? It's something we've talked, about, you know, with the book review, etc. Well, what do you mean? Oh, the go- fact of 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 gaming companies oh, the doing these sort of crunch time, yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. it, it becomes in the culture. Yeah, and, and that's unreasonable because, as we said, with Take Two, you know, it'd be interesting to see if there was an available study, which it's probably impossible to get, which is how many developers are on the team the day, the week before the launch and how many are on the team the week after the launch, because they just get a bunch, you know, they just squeeze out the hundred hour work week. So once the game's done, you just need the maintenance people. You don't need as much of the building people. So they just get rid of them. I mean, that's like any company though. You'd move on to different projects. I I think you're thinking that they would get fired completely or some shit like that. And I don't think that's the case. Like, I think they still work for rockstar just started like, Hey, 
either take a break that's or what I'm curious so like thing. you know I'm curious what percentage I, I'm gonna look that up what percentage of the industry is freelance True. versus salary you know sort of contractual salaried employees we're writing all these questions down um, but to give you more insight into what they're doing with the 100 hour weeks I just want to let you know that this is an article coming from GameIndustry.biz by James Batchelor and the studio co-founder Dan Hauser gave some details about the work upcoming before the Red Dead 2 release. They claim that the game campaign is 65 hours long and they've cut 5 hours from that as well. It's boasting over 300,000 animations, 500,000 lines of dialogue with over 700 voice actors. There's obviously a shit ton of lines of code to make all this work. And they also have 500 motion capture act- actors, so it's like 12 hundred actors have been utilized to make red dead redemption 2 think about what the budget of this bitch is i can't wait to find out how much money they spent developing this game they spent 250 million dollars to make gta 5 back in 2013 or 2012 or 11 i don't even remember fuck whatever the case is that was bigger numbers than any big block blockbuster in the uh movie industry this has got to be like 400 mil I, I can't even imagine anything less than 400 mil but they're probably expecting to make like three four five six billion from it so we'll see those yeah, are some of the I, things that the, the hundred hours are being folded into yeah i mean it makes sense they're going to be a, a, a multi it's going to be a couple of billion for this game it's i think be, as right? well in, in the grand it's gonna scheme be long too I haven't watched many of the videos about it. I'm curious if they end up trying to structure a sort of Western version of GTA Online to be able to create a, you know, and that's that's sustainable. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that'd be that would be huge. Uh, And speaking of massive amounts of money, uh, Cloud Nine is in the news uh, for raising fifty million dollars in a new round of uh, uh, funding. It is led primarily by Valor Equity Partners. Pretty much it just means that uh, they're getting a new board member and a little bit more money. And with that money, they're going to be creating a facility in Los Angeles. Dope uh, as fuck. Dope as fuck, which they hope to be completed by 2019. And as I said, I, I or maybe, maybe I haven't mentioned this, but I feel like as of late, Esports might be able to move to a slightly academy style of play because, you know, if you think about youth Kids soccer. Kids game anyway. Why not, like, structure that shit? Yeah, like, in the, like, 14 to 16 in gaming, you could structure that and make a multi-variable games. I'm curious if they'll end up finding games that become sort of NBA, you know, basic generic versions of shooters that everyone agrees with. Or, I don't know. It's a, It could go a whole lot of ways, but, um, you know, it's curious because they mentioned themselves uh, as a focus for youth esports and something analogous to a little league version of esports. So, Cloud Nine's thinking big. Make it a big, dude. In that article I did read too, the one thing I did want to mention is that the goal for Cloud Nine is they want to see esports as the type of sport that any kid can play. And if your son or daughter wants to play esports competitively you can take them to this facility and be able to drop the kids off to practice. It's kind of shit. So, um, yeah, anyway. Sorry about that little hesitancy. 
Sol and I sometimes sign language to each other because we need to figure out what the fuck you're trying to say. I need words, and sometimes he signs them to me, so it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, right. exactly. We, <laughs> we we got some shit going on. We're trying. Basically, basically, we're trying to get some consistency going for you guys. There you go. Minus life. our re- <laughs> minus our release date. <laughs> That's true. Minus the release date, but things happen. Yeah. We don't mess that up. I'll be honest. That was my fault. Moving on. What happens? Uh, we got some Overwatch news for you. Anyone who's a fan of the league will be happy to know that they have added eight cities to the Overwatch League in Season 2. All right, These cities are Atlanta, Washington, D.C., Toronto, Vancouver, Power, pa- oh, Jesus fucking Christ, Paris, Guangzhou, Hangzhou, and Chengdu in China. Each of these teams, as we mentioned in previous episodes had to pay between 35 to $60 million. And so what we wanted to cover and what an article came out about was is that uh, Vancouver actually partnered up with Luminosity Gaming, which is another Canadian-based gaming studio. And they're essentially partnering with these guys because they've had success in esports in general, if you haven't heard of Luminosity, they have won titles with Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Overwatch, PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds, Call of Duty, and obviously other games. But they signed one of the first teams for Overwatch called Team Mixup. And if you've ever seen anybody who played Overwatch and you follow any streamers, you'll know the names Siegel and Harblow. So those two guys were on Team Mixup. They've made a splash in the gaming industry and are well-known, so Vancouver is clearly trying to hire some some good esports help. Either way, the league will start again February 14th next year. So on Valentine's Day, if you're solo, like solo, <laughs> and you have nothing to do on Valentine's Day, you can check that shit out and watch the Overwatch League with all 20 teams. I think... Um... That was pretty good. It will be curious to see uh, <laughs> Luminosity after they lose Ninja, probably in the near future. He is with the Luminosity, right? Uh, I actually don't yeah. even know. I know he's with Red Bull. That's one of the few things I know because he advertises that shit everywhere. Not, not really sure. Super facts. Super facts. But speaking of uh, Lilo's jealousy of missing out on the single life, <laughs> Riot. <laughs> Is getting some heat, which we will probably get on Valentine's Day. Ooh, but, ooh, I like that. Boo. But Riot uh, is basically just getting clowned a little bit by the ex-CounterLogic gaming CEO who claims that all the employees do is play games. Uh, he said this while playing games really? and as the ex-CEO. Yeah. He said oh, all Jesus. they do is play games. And that would sort of make sense. They are not really doing too much but maintenance to a certain degree. Like... And just sort of tinkering with it, and I guess their version of tinkering with it is playing it. But dude, that's whatever. so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's basically all I have um, about Riot. Which uh, you know, I'm just waiting for the next MOBA to come up. If 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 the right game bubbles up, it would be able to dethrone uh, League of Legends, in my opinion. I mean, Dota is there, but it just hurts me because I played League. I messed so much. Has time to be that. new. That's, no, I, I agree with that. It, it has to be yeah. new. This actually kind of relates yeah. back to, like, well, actually, it's going to relate to something later. We'll, we'll cover that in a second. Anyway, 
I want to chat about I don't know what you're doing solo he's doing the sign language shit again ah I see okay okay uh, so something to follow up with Dota and how it relates is that Valve has officially finally published their odds for the loot boxes that you can get on Dota 2 and it's funny because it's it's a slow slow churn of these things and if you heard any of the episodes prior so likes to talk about the domino effect and this is definitely a domino effect taking place and i'll be honest it's taking place from china because china was the one who mandated it first and then europe followed and now it seems like companies who have a primary primary base in the united states are following too so I don't know what the exact numbers are because we haven't clicked through all the links themselves. And but... that's where I'll come in because uh, that works. I was curious about it. I do think uh, it's curious to see uh, our ability to so seamlessly transition between articles uh, in this podcast is, is almost it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, the numbers uh, are just basically, as we said, um, a little bit. Wait. There's not even any numbers on this article. What happened to that one? <laughs> Seamless Where's transitions, everybody. Sorry, we're working on some things. Wednesday's not our day. Wednesday yeah, is Wednesday, not as our you day. see, we're we're all disjointed because they are. Uh, they said they were going to release them, and that is like what's coming up in the future. It's just funny as fuck that it's make, they make it so hard to see what the actual values are for each of the loot boxes. Still. Well, 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 you can see what's in there if you can find where you can actually find the ability to look into it. Because as far as I'm looking, oh, it's all in Dutch. But whatever, fuck it. We'll get a we'll get a around to it eventually. You can actually only find it over on Reddit, which was pretty hilarious. But anyway, let's wrap this shit uh, up. We're just gonna wrap this shit up now with. Me just tooting my own horn, just a just a just a little bit because Call of Duty no Black Ops <gasps> is dominating, <laughs> dominating Twitch. Give me numbers. But, Give you me know, numbers. We've got twenty one point nine three million viewer uh, hours watched for Black Ops Four for this uh, October twelfth to October sixteenth, with Fortnite only getting thirteen point three seven. To a large degree, I think it was because. As I had said on the show, a large number of the Fortnite streamers have been anticipating a new game to be able to switch to that incorporates Battle Royale. I'm sure those streamers. That's exactly what it is. They're Battle Royale streamers. Like, that's what their bread and butter is going to be. So, like. was doing it before he was even done with Fortnite. He was playing the beta and he had brought all his people over. It's just. Exactly. And so, like, that's the reason this game is probably when next week when we do our episode is probably going to have broken some sales records in one way or another. And it's only going to get bigger. Granted, even see if these ended up, you know, bubbling up to the top. But that was for a day. This is sort of sustained momentum to a certain degree. I, I'm i curious to see where it ends up leveling out to right. by the end of the month. Um, Not even you know, to get a better let's analysis. So In December, let's see who is still on top. And I think the curiosity important. is to see if it will gain or lose steam because Fortnite, something like Fortnite can only be built by gaining steam. Like nothing launches with that level of interaction, you know, you know, it, it sort of builds its way up. 
it's still early. I still haven't heard much about Black Ops 4. I feel like I should buy it. <laughs> good jokes, good jokes. Thank you, thank you. I uh, I, I like to get a good laugh. I, I also had Beezus clowning me because I was telling him, I was like, yo, go get Black Ops. I want to go play with someone. And he's like, so how is it? I was like, yeah, speak enough. Speaking of Black Ops. I'm glad you didn't get it. Let me point out why. Oh, yeah, I was like, no, no. I was like, you huh. should buy it, but you should get good. Then you can carry me. Dude, that's what happens in every game anyone plays yeah. with you. Come on, man. That ain't fun. I ain't got the time, my G. <laughs> be, I ain't be the got one carried. Be the one carried. All right. Uh, up a good point, come though. see me in FIFA, which I suck at now. Well, well then, never mind. I know. The new one's the worst. But anyway, uh, it's going to be a competition for Black Ops and Fortnite, and that's something we're going to monitor continuously mm-hmm. uh, because Those numbers are I have to see. Yeah. For, for the near future, it'll be very interesting, uh, and we'll see if Call of if if Call of Duty Black Ops keeps incorporating Fortnite like elements. If they start like, doing skins or something, you know. I have no doubt. I don't know. Well. I gotta I gotta play the game. I gotta get around to yeah. actually get into it. Let's but get back to that. Anyway, that's all we got. That's quick scope. That was how how long was that? What was so our timer? That timer was approximately 31 minutes or like 30 32 something like that the point is to cut it off at 30 my g dude you had a little we just gotta cut it off we cut it off 30 minutes be like boop. we got one minute left and then we just stop it yeah whatever whatever sentence we're on we just cut it mid-sentence so i was gonna say personally that the timer was more for final lap because we want to wrap up the final lap in a good amount of time not for quick scope that's a fair point Whatever. We just wanted to try it out. Yep. Yeah, we were close. But we will do that shit for the final lap. Wish. With a newly introduced... Hold on. Let me me get that sound cue right here. Right here, right here. Newly introduced. That's right. This is new to me, everybody. Final lap time. Final lap time. No, newly introduced 15-minute timer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Good deal. So, for this particular final lap... I was just going to say that uh, we will be doing some speculating about the future. I have some questions that I know Solo and I can discuss at length, and I just started the timer, and we're going to go with this shit. So let's start out, and I want to play Speculations of an uninformed nature, a.k.a. Solo final lap time. Yeah, it's, it's essentially <laughs> ideal for Solo so he can just talk about whatever's in his head and then confirm with his head. But these are things that we def- definitely want to find out. And you won't really know until we reinvestigate what happens in the future. But first question I had is, what are some future trends you expect to see in the gaming industry? And I want to give you examples. Like I, we, we already know and we've covered at length that streaming is definitely the next forefront for a lot of services, Microsoft being the first one. Okay, so streaming is definitely coming up in the future however there are definitely going to be consoles still being made so what is the next trend i think vr and augmented reality or rather vr or augmented reality are things in the future playstation currently has the dominating market in that you know xbox try to do augmented reality and all that stuff pause connect let's put it into five to ten five years and then ten years okay that's fine yeah five years ten years sure what do you want to do and then the last thing was about that topic, particularly, do you ever see the, would you ever envision the digital world of competition overcoming the physical world of competition, AKA 
will there be more people in the future watching esports than there will be people watching sports? And that's something I think is greater than 10 years, but I'm, I think it's possible. I think it's probable, but anyway, let's go back. What kind of trends do you envision in the next five years, bro? Uh, I think I don't believe in VR for the near future. I think that's a 10-year thing. I think for five years, augmented reality is going to be more functional okay. because you can incorporate it into sort of everyday things. Like Pokemon so Go. Like a, yeah, or even like say like a training tutorial. Like, you know, it's like change the sink and if you could put on like a google glass and then it gives you an augmented reality sort of working over sort of like a iron man-esque screen but not to that sort of complexity right obviously but just something slightly simple and interactive i think it ha- it could have tangible gains in that realm in the next few years think that's easier than <laughs> virtual reality i don't know i don't man. think it's i don't think it's easier but i just think that it's more applicable and it, it will it'll be what ends up bubbling up whereas in, in 10 years i think vr will be something that would be a bit more uh dominant but i also see streaming obviously but the question begs to differ is what the effect of net neutrality is going to have on that given that it is such internet heavy dependency and if they're That's getting rid of that and uh, you know, I didn't even so think I'm about curious. that. Ads, 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 um, game, game, game. Uh, yeah, exactly. You have to pay you know, would you... for high-speed internet to watch your games, or rather to play your games, like Project Stream. Didn't Which we got about. access to. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Solo. Leo and was not like, fortunate enough. Yeah, I was going to say, I got in, and just like Black Ops, I assumed I wasn't going to play, so I was like, hey, Leo. and he did what's your review of it which is just as a side way i was gonna say it's it's not even like a review per se but it is just uh initial remarks it's insane that i can do this i mean i don't have assassin's creed odyssey and i can see it in front of my computer it's there lag is real and i mean that because if you're someone who's used to playing pc games or if you're someone used to playing console games there's a level of fidelity and immediate reaction that you're used to whereas there's a clear response time which is something you your brain will adjust to over time there's that there's a slight saturation in colors so it doesn't look as pretty but that's because shit you know gets distorted over the internet as you send signals over it's not gonna be perfectly clear overall i think my adrenaline did you have any buff did you did you have any buffering issues uh, not since I played, not like I played the introduction and I didn't have any buffering issues in that sense, but it yeah, was delayed, big. right? The latency is a problem. That's something that you've experienced yourself with, uh, what's it called? Jesus. Help me out here. What did you use to stream uh, on? The, uh, GeForce Now. No, okay. GeForce Now, but what was the one before that? Parsec. Parsec. Yes, Parsec. Exactly. That same delay that you experienced with Parsec is the same delay I'm experiencing here. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, I'm curious because as we were talking about, you know, last week in our speculations, which I'm, I'm final lap speculations is now a definitive thing. This is fun. Um, I like this. Uh, it reminded me of when we were talking about how a Microsoft Cloud thing would be so important. But then as Lilo and I were talking last night, it sort of hit us that. 
that's very internet connection dependent and that's where the switch still has an advantage where it has the ability to be portable and playable but something like the cloud to simply get access you'll have to be able to get strong internet not even like regular strong strong internet connection strong internet so and something from google i would not be surprised uh for them to be able to manage something like that because of the the powers the amount of data you know data centers that they have which is it's what true. It, all the processing but that that would got. mean that I'm curious to see if this and this <clears throat> I'm curious if this to see if they'll release their own like internet service you you see what I'm saying like to be a connection service Tell to me, be they able have to be Google like, Fiber already That's, yeah but uh, you know what I mean to tie it into Google Fiber maybe they're also they released a whole bunch of microsats, and this is, again, we're digressing a little bit, but they're trying to make internet connection with satellites over the world. I know so, yes. Google is doing the microsats, yeah, but it'll be curious uh, to see. So those are the next few. Streaming, obviously, is the dominant one. It's going to also increase the number of people who have access to gaming, but it is also going to create a huge market of free-to-play in-game currency games um you know and 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 they won't all have the subtlety or the quality of Fortnite at its peak and so it'll be a lot of candy crushes hitting the market uh you know but just like on the app store uh just like the app store and yes i see esports becoming bigger than sports because only interesting only I, wasn't expecting I mean, not that. all sports. Like, no one's go- like, I don't expect any esports event in its history to compare to the World Cup. You know, oh, that's okay. not all right, you all know, right. what is going to be viewed. But in terms of like the average day to day viewership that you can get out of it, and I guess cumulative viewership, there's an argument to make that esports could get more. But in terms of actual cultural real world importance i love gaming to death nothing in at least to me at the moment none of my experience like nothing uh television or televised wise uh for gaming is comparable or is going to be comparable for at least five years oh yeah okay i'm talking in the future five ten something yeah. i mentioned to solo when we were talking last night not in 10 years will anything scratch the surface. Oh, true. I, I don't think in 10 years, but I was thinking, I was envisioning a dystopian future like the Gamer movie. Have you ever seen Gamer? It's a movie. It's with, weird and fucked up, but it, watch it. It's weird, fucked up, and kind of crazy where human beings are being controlled by other human beings who play games because they were on death row and they play death matches and shit like that. It's insane, but that is the reality of the world, and I think that's something that we could move towards not we're not gonna be controlling other human beings but i think we're gonna be watching people play games because it is that much of a intellectual challenge there there is that aspect i just to think it, it's I, more applicable <laughs> like you know you if you play a lot of games you'll you'll enjoy watching them whereas sports ends up having a a, a limited applicable nature on a day-to-day basis so like if i if i watch like we, we've spoken about this on the show before, which is if I love to play Fortnite and I watch a bunch of Ninja and I see him do a move, that move could possibly be replicated by me, who is not as good, but would make me better in this game that I already play a lot. Right. If I'm play, watching football, unless I have a, a fantasy football team or I'm gambling, what do I give a shit? <laughs> Realistically. 
you know, in NBA, NBA. Like, I mean, I, if you played this sport, yeah. maybe like all that shit. Like, I, know, I, I, I love watching, you know, soccer and I love watching basketball, but basketball is because I play pickup. And so sometimes, so obviously, yeah, I'm not going to be dunking I mean, it. Everyone is I'm different. You, if you have more investment in the things you actually like do, you know, and so if you'll have a bit more interest in watching them, then that's true. Say, and I think your point, just to summarize, is that gaming is definitely more accessible than any of the other sports and more applicable to everybody. Perfect word, it's accessible. More accessible and inclusive. Yeah. If you yeah. want to go, anyone can pick up a cell phone and play a game. Anyone can pick up a console and play a game. There's Which, speaking no of accessibility and inclusivity, moving forward, I and mean, Levo is going to be, you know, spotlighting oh, okay. a few, there you go. Okay, a okay. few things uh, that... Uh, cover this that and the other with regards to you know something like gamers outreach a program that does charity uh gaming giveaways to local hospitals something of that nature mm-hmm. you, you put it in your words lilo because it's your thing well i mean something on the show is that we're both trying to find our cause and something that we like to highlight obviously you know solo loves to go legalese and that's what he likes to describe it as I'm about that money all that about money that money Soon people Hit him with the coin. people getting money, all that shit. Where my coin at? And so Where I wanted to flip the script and balance that shit out by showing all the good Hit that coin gaming can do. Talk about that. And essentially <laughs> talk about all the inclusive moments that there are with gaming and how everyone can have access and really the feel good stories. Understanding why the developers do what they do, because no one would do it if they're unhappy, right? So what makes them happy about it? What do they think about when they do that shit? And then also how the gamers feel. And like we covered a couple articles in episode 51, I think, or 52 about how um, a couple kids with terminal illnesses, they got access to these games early. Fallout 76, Bethesda hooked the kid up. And then also... Uh, Smash. Yeah, exactly. Smash. But, uh, Nintendo hooked up another kid and he was allowed to play Smash because they both, both had terminal illnesses. But from the articles and from the responses from the parents and family members, you can see it had a real discernible reaction. And that's like a feel good story. That's something that everyone understands. Things that make you happy usually make other people happy, hopefully. What I mean is when you see other people happy, it makes you happy is what I mean. And Um, so Lilo is going to give you the feel good and I'm going to give you the feel bad. And (laughs) the feel bad. The feel bad. (laughs) And and that's how we're going to roll because, you know, the yin, the yang, the whirlwang. There you go. Hey, hey. T-Batmobile. Yo, I do have a quick thing that we didn't cover. Let's backtrack. So we kind of, we definitely digress from the topic. Segway. But. Digress is a negative connotation. Oh, whatever. We segued. Fair enough. We segued. Let's go back into the future trends. Something that we didn't cover and I wanted to. It should have been an article, but it related to our final lap. It's like, uh, I pose this question. Will mobile be bigger than handheld consoles? I'm directly relating the release of this new phone called the Huawei Mate 20. All right. This phone boasts that it has specs better than Nintendo Switch, lasts longer, has better graphics, and it's just supposedly a better gaming phone than the Nintendo Switch. But it's a fucking cell phone, so you can double as all this shit. Are you allowed to buy Huawei cell phones in America now? I Didn't they don't like know. Ban I don't that? think so. It's, it's Android-based phone that's going to be sold in Asia. <laughs> But, I mean, probably, eventually, my question is, they're advertising this as better than the Switch. And 
on a pure spec-based perspective, it is. However, the co uh, the uh, the cell phone is over a thousand dollars, right? And the Switch is only three hundred dollars. So that's three times the price. Plus, the Switch actually has games, and Android Market is just all those random apps that anyone can make. So, like, yeah, exactly. It's not comparable. That I think kind of phone is gonna take place of the switch do you think switch is viable mobile is going to be bigger than console yes just because of the way internet access works in like 70 percent of the world outside of the western hemisphere okay like asia africa a lot of those places are cell phone dependent and so mobile may end up just getting more refined games uh so uh, again as we said with esports for sports maybe cumulative gamers in mobile will be bigger but you know impact will always be on the console side your thought yeah i think okay interesting that the technology is getting so much better these cell phones are having so much more processor power than we ever had before they can take the place i personally love the analog and tactile method of consoles so i love the switch and I just think they will always have more support than the mobile market unless you see a big company switch over to mobile. If you saw Nintendo decide to be like, we're making a fucking Switch cell phone, game over. It's it's gone forever. They're always going to make cell phones. Huh. That would be stupid, Nintendo. It would be so stupid, but it would also change the industry forever where it would literally be full that... mobile, you know? Yeah, also very true. All right. That is our 15-minute mark. Just want to give you a heads up. Boom. We hit it. There you go. We, we wrapped it up. And I sort of like that. I think uh, we're, we're, we're going to be... I think we're going to run with that moving forward. It feels nice to time it. I think that's a little bit of an interesting thing. Makes us, everyone have to compress their arguments. True. Be succinct. Ho, ho, ho. Anyway, that's all we got for you for this week. Tune in next week. Obviously, we got the book review, which we probably should have mentioned at the top of the hour, but I just plug it on the socials, at people like games on Twitter, subscribe, so on and so forth. I'm going to kick it over to Lilo to take us out as usual. It's been fun. Sort of messy, but I enjoy myself. Yeah. And I think what Solo said is pretty accurate. We got some new shit coming for you. Book review next week. Super excited. Uh, and be on the lookout for when we're going to release our episode because that is subject to change. And finally, yes, we apologize for the messiness, but it's because we're working on some shit, okay? Iterative. This is an iterative process, and we just moving on up. I think you will enjoy our next couple of episodes. Stick around. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.